0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Batflips and Maple Dips coming to you from lovely Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It's Clayton Croker. To my left, it's Justin Anderson. Joining us on this Skype machine, it is Patrick Marsh in the Maritimes. Uh, Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks for all the likes on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. If you're not following us on the socials, do it. All the cool kids are doing it. Uh, BFMD Podcast, just Look it up on all those things, Uh, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Stitcher. You're probably listening to this episode on one of those, so shout out to you if you're doing so. Um, Today's episode, and if you're from Saskatchewan, you'll get this, but if you're not from Saskatchewan, this is going to take a little bit of explaining. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Sailor Dan. Uh, Sailor Dan in Saskatoon is a freaking legend, Uh, and he passed away yesterday. Uh, Sailor Dan is a homeless guy here in Saskatoon who would sell pirate ships on street corners. Paintings of pirate ships. They weren't paintings. He made them with ballpoint pen. (laughs) Yeah. Literally ballpoint pen. He would go to, like, a Starbucks or a 7-Eleven or a Tim Hortons or any kind of local pub or something and would sit there and draw these ships. Now, you might be thinking, oh, like a a bunch of different ships? Nope. No. The The exact same one every single time. He had it, like... Known from memory, and he was so good at doing them. And he would sell them for, I think at the start it was 20 bucks, then it went up to 40. Then it went up to 60 and for a while he was selling them for $100, because for like 15 years it was super popular here in Saskatoon. Mm -hmm. Do you have a Sailor Dan original? I don't, but I know a lot of people who do. I have one framed in my man cave, and those are going to go for a lot of money now, (laughs) because some people would just get their original and not frame it and just kind of throw it out, whatever, and now the ones that are left, it's going to be like, oh boy, like clothing lines stole his, not stole his image, but borrowed it to use it on shirts, um the paper here would do stories on him Mm -hmm. cbc radio would do stories on him he was in tourism commercials in saskatoon like there are some pretty aggressive stories of him spitting on people at bars and throwing pint glasses and folks swearing at kids and stuff there are some really bad stories like here in saskatoon if you ask some people they don't have good things to say about him but sometimes like he would give gloves to kids when in the winter and stuff and yeah. yeah, that's for him. Do you have a Sailor Dan memory?
1: Not really. I just like, remember seeing him walking all the time, just holding, having his little little hat on, his little Captain Navy hat, and his uh, pictures of boats. Yeah, he always wore
0: that Navy hat, always had a weird, cheap suit on. Yeah. He was he was a character. Do you guys have any like homeless characters uh, where you live, Patrick? Like any, like, just local celebs that are famous from word of mouth?
2: Um, I shouldn't. I'm not gonna give names or anything like that, but there are some infamous members of the local community that like to cause trouble, and I'll I'll leave it at that, I suppose.
0: Sailor Dan was kind of harmless, though, really. Like some sometimes people would like pick him up and give him rides without even knowing him. Like it was just such a, he's such a unique character, and now we only have one famous homeless guy left in Saskatoon, Westside Dougie. They call him that because his name is Doug, and he lives on the west side, and that's basically it. <laughs> Ah, oh, Sask this city's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, we talk about Saskatoon a lot in the podcast and like people who don't live here must be like, What is going on in that city all the time? Like every month I bet you here on Batflips Maple Dips we talk about something weird here.
1: Yeah. Like the snake in Tim Hortons that time.
0: Yeah, the guy buying uh, a canoe <laughs> with Canadian Tire money. Yeah. Our Taco Bell grand opening where the cops had to come. It's a weird place. <laughs> um, we're gonna be talking about the home run derby. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about uh, the week that was for the Jays because we kind of finished okay against the Sox a little bit. It was okay against Baltimore. Then we're gonna draft the guys for the uh, first half of the season. Not all the bench players, just the the big name players. I think we're gonna get to pitchers next episode. Next right? Week we'll yeah. Grade, so we're doing we'll the batters. Yeah, we're doing the batters this time. But uh, first we got to talk about Kawhi Kawhi is a little bit of a running theme On this podcast as well Justin your thoughts about Kawhi leaving
1: Good for him he went home He won us a championship We got our chips with the dip Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Are you happy you went to the Clippers though?
1: Happier than I would have been if you went to the Lakers Yeah
0: if you would have been to the Lakers Patrick do you think he would have turned into like a Kevin Durant Like public enemy number one
1: No because
2: Kevin Durant point blank, Is a ring chaser Um, Kawhi Kawhi Leonard Yeah, he Kawhi Leonard was basically born a champion Uh, He remains champion I honestly hope the Clippers pound the piss out of the Lakers now in time eternal Just because I can't stand Lakers fans They're all either newly minted or they have this weird like divine right They're kind of like Habs fans except I like Habs fans a lot more They're they they're not as entitled as Lakers fans. Lakers fans are like the the New England Patriot fans (laughs) of basketball, as in like the absolute worst it could possibly be.
1: I like that comparison.
0: Mm I I mean fact. I still think it would have been kind of cool to see him with LeBron. I think that would have been something special Kawhi and LeBron together and AD you know like that would have been quite the super team right there but I didn't want to see Kawhi turn into a villain and I think if he would have went to the Lakers he would have been a villain I think it would have been a it would have been a KD treatment where people would be like really you're joining LeBron really you don't need him you you can do this on your own Kawhi you proved it but it sucks that he's not a Raptor I thought he was going to come back I think a lot of people thought he was coming back like there was, I know there's a lot of reports that turned out to be not true, but didn't you just feel in your gut he was coming back on a one-year deal?
1: Uh, the first day no. of free agency, yeah. After that, I was like, oh, he's going to LA.
0: <laughs> really? It was I, a pretty quick turnaround. I always thought as soon as he won, he'd be back on a one-year deal just to try to do it again and he then go home. He didn't
1: want a one-year deal. He just wanted to go home and make some money. He's, like, Kawhi's turned down like $90 million over the course of his career. Like, if he would have stayed in San Antonio his until he was thirty, he could have got that like that super max whatever it is, like that mm-hmm. two hundred and ten million dollars over five years, and then he could have stayed in trial yeah. for another year, another fifty million. So he's like he's already like turning down ninety million over the course of his career just to like go home. So I mean, that's true. I mean, and, and you think about it, he's won two championships now, obviously one with the Spurs where he beat LeBron's Miami Heat, yeah. that first really super team of the two thousands, then he gets traded to a place he didn't want to go to and still wins a championship. So mm-hmm. I mean. The guy's a winner, period. And, I mean, I'm glad he went to the Clippers. I'm glad he got Paul George to go with him, too, because yeah. like, I've always liked Paul George, even though he used to beat on us with the Pacers. But I've always thought he was a, a, a decent player and a decent person, so I'm glad that they're kind of going to be there and – uh taking down LeBron and Anthony Davis hopefully.
0: It'd be sweet if DeMar DeRozan. Oh, sorry. If if DeMar DeRozan goes to the Clips. that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Kawhi and DeMar on the same Dwyane team. I wonder how that would kind of go. I don't know if DeMar would be too happy with Kawhi, but what were we going to say there, Patrick?
2: Um, it was actually not that easy a decision. This I don't know how much of it. There was so much like false crap getting thrown out by people just saying stuff hoping it'll stick to the wall kind of thing. But um, as late as very late on Thursday, Kawhi was still very much so undecided and uh, was kind of leveraging the Clippers and the Raptors with regards to can you bring Paul George to the team? And there was some kind of deal in play or like some proposed deal where Masai and the Raptors would have to deal, Pascal Siakam, um, OG, and four first-round picks to get Paul George, and I don't remember who the other guy was. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the other guy that would be uh, going, coming back from... Oh, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. It was the two of them from OKC to Toronto for four first-round picks, Pascal Siakam, and then OG. And then Masai was like, no, I'm not doing that. And power to him for being like, I'm not going to mortgage the future of this team just on a chance that Kawhi might decide because the, the trade for him, I think it was, for him and the Raptors, the trade was contingent on a guarantee that Kawhi would sign and stay and since obviously that kind of guarantee can't really be provided why would you make that kind of ludicrous deal that would have been the biggest uh trade in toronto raptors history maybe even the biggest trade in okc history but i'm glad it didn't happen because it would have been stupid and even though it would have made the raptors competitive for the next three or four years They'd be spending a crazy amount of money on players who I, I don't know if they would even enjoy playing in Toronto and we'd probably run into the same problems a year or two later when PG and uh, Russell Westbrook had expiring deals. It's just now it wasn't worth it. I'm fine. We got the championship. Nobody can take that away from the city of Toronto or the Raptors. They're champions. like they're champions, the end. Goodbye, Kawhi. I'll miss you.
0: Okay, let's get to baseball here. Um, before we get to Vladdy in the Home Run Derby, can we talk about Nate Pearson looking really, really good in the Futures game? Yeah. Chucking 102 with movement as well. Nice movement. Harold Reynolds giving him praise in the booth yeah. too? Harold Reynolds was Mr. just
1: Harold Turf Reynolds.
0: Harold Reynolds was pitching a tent for Nate Pearson. Like he was all over him. I mean, he, it's Harold Reynolds so he always gets obsessed He's with such players. A homer. Like he over he always just like overhypes players all the time.
1: Yes, overhypes like, Turf.
0: Oh, this is the best player since Ty Cobb? It's like, okay, Harold Reynolds, <laughs> relax, man, but Nate Pearson killing it, but no one killed it more than Vladi. He hit 91 40 in the second round. Yeah. Have you seen anything quite like that second round?
1: No. I that's nope. Patrick and I were talking before before you before you got here and talking about how that that was the best home run derby I've ever watched ever easily um, no question I haven't watched a lot of them but I used to watch like, the Barry Bonds home run derbies and I remember watching Josh Hamilton's Yankee Stadium derby that Vlad actually broke his round record in the first round of twenty eight and then Vlad hit twenty nine obviously uh, but that, that second round against Jock was crazy they just kept tying tying it up tying it up just yeah yeah unbelievable
0: the only thing that would have made the derby better. Was Chris Berman. I don't know what you guys, but I really, really miss Chris Berman doing the back, back, back.
3: Way back 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 way back. Way back! Back 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 back! back back way back! Back 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 back! Way back! Way back! Back back! Way back! Way back! Way back! Back 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 back! Back going back 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 back. back, 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 way back. It is back, way back, 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 back back, 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 back,
0: back, Chris Berman would have been the cherry on top for that home run Derby. The commentator seemed a little boring to me. They'd always be interviewing
1: someone so during the like, actual just like at-bat. talking about random stuff. Yeah. During, they're like, oh, there's another home run for Pete Alonso. I'm like, yeah, yeah he just, just hit like three in a row. <laughs>
0: Chris Berman would just be all in it the entire time. Oh, that's just nuts. Like he was great at it, and then they took him off it. Well, he's old now. I just I, yeah, I think a, they just need a, a little bit of an upgrade. Guy. But what do you think this is going to do for Vladdy Jr.'s career, Patrick? Do you think this is going to catapult him into national success more so, or do you think it's just kind of a drop in the bucket for him?
2: You know, since he got the call up, I felt like the whole world was kind of waiting for his, like, I'm here, and I am every bit as good as my dad, and that I am worth the hype. We were waiting for that moment, and I felt like we did not get that moment until last night, and now it's just like, even I was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. The back and forth with, uh, with Jock, man... I have never seen, uh, like, I've watched a lot of home run derbies. I've never seen anything like that before. And the way that it was going back and forth, I don't even care if it was scripted. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but just seeing what happened last night, that's what makes the All-Star game interesting. All this other peripheral shit that goes on, not interesting not exciting won't be watching the game but quite frankly that even that matchup between jock and vladdy first of all i want a rematch of that next year hopefully fingers crossed uh, works out that way but that's how you draw people in that's how you make the all-star game. maybe make it more interesting where it's like uh, for every thousand or a thousand dollars for every home run that leaves the park that night you're going to donate a thousand dollars to i don't know ronald mcdonald house or whatever that's how you make it interesting because then at the end it's like well vladdy hit 40 home runs that's forty thousand dollars for a charity like that would be cool to me like bring back the charity element of it but still that was like vladdy's coming out party it was amazing
0: do you see vladdy justin taking a step back after this no He's not pulling an Alex Rios? No. I think he might. No. <sighs> You, Matt, you can't hit forty home runs in one round of the home run derby and disappoint a little bit the next week of the season.
1: <laughs> well, I mean people are gonna be expecting him to hit forty home runs.
0: People are gonna <laughs> expect him to hit a home run every at bat <sighs> now. They're gonna be like, oh, why isn't he hitting home runs? Because Major League Baseball is hard and, and also, they're not just eighty mile an hour muffins down the middle of the
1: plate. John Schneider was throwing George- Like, George- like <laughs> let's not let's let's say let's give credit to John Schneider for throwing just like perfect BP and like they great BP. And coach. Kevin Pillard took to Twitter afterwards to say mm-hmm. like he's like Coach Schneider is the best BP thrower I've ever had in my career, kind of thing like so that's like guys love coach Snyder for how, how he throws bp like the dude knows how to th- like to lay a meatball <laughs>
0: well how could those other guys not know how to throw bp if you're a coach in the major leagues
1: lots of those guys weren't though
0: true and yeah uh, some do have guest appearances and, had, and like, stuff like that john but...
1: schneider was a was a catcher he's been a bit of manager he's got years and years of throwing bp mm-hmm.
0: ah, he, like it's so It's so underrated, the BP thrower's job in the home run derby. The guy
1: was throwing to uh, whoever Vladdy faced in the second round. Not not, so the first round. Matt Chapman. He was just like throwing him sliders almost and everything was down and away. I felt sorry for Matt Chapman. He Mm -hmm. couldn't get anything. It was bad.
0: Um, Do you see Vlad? Like, would you want to see Vladdy in it again next year or would you rather it not taint this epic moment? What if he goes in it next year and he lays an egg, which probably won't happen? But, but do you, like he's obviously going to get an invite back. But would yeah. you kind of like seeing him in it over and over and I think over it's again?
1: Cool to see new faces. Like we had a ton of like obviously rookies with Alonzo and Vlady in it this year, but also Acuna being being in it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Guys like Bragman and, and Chapman obviously replacing Christian Yelich, who would have been an awesome first round matchup with Vlad, because Christian Yelich is the best hitter in the bigs right yeah. now over like the past year. Uh, that would have been a fun matchup. But like, Bellinger was great. Um, Alonzo obviously. I mean. The dude's he has thirty had thirty home runs before the all star break was a, tied the rookie record. Mm-hmm. Acuna um, was good in the derby sorry, too. One behind Mark, Mark McGuire's rookie yeah. record before all star break, but crazy.
0: Acuna was good too. He was
1: great. He sprang into all fields, but yeah, it was it was awesome.
0: All of the hitters were good. Yeah, like, it was, it it, was a every great, single
1: one was. It was a great derby.
0: Remember when derbies would get one with like three home runs? Yeah, and now there's like twenty nine
1: per Probably round. Probably Santana was really the only letdown. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nobody expected him to win, so.
0: What about uh... the different rules though? Like, is that kind of a uh, black mark on it?
1: <laughs> Nobody was even waiting for the ball to land before they threw the next pitch. Yeah. Like that was like the most loosely enforced rule I've ever seen at any competition. It's like, oh, the ball's like mile in the air, and they're like, all right, the next one's right behind it now.
0: But also too, like the whole like it's not ten outs anymore. Yeah, it's. Four I like minutes. the time. The time's good. Yeah, but do you think it's going to be like, well, Josh Hamilton did it with only yeah, yeah, ten whatever. outs. Do you think that, Patrick? Do you think people are gonna go back
1: and see how many they should go back and count how many balls those guys hit in those four minutes that were outs?
0: Yeah. Do you think it's gonna taint it a little bit, though, considering the rules have changed so much since Josh Hamilton did it, Patrick?
1: No, I think
2: if people are crying about the rules of the home run derby, they should reassess what's important in their life.
0: I think the people who are mad that he didn't win. Like the people who are like, "Oh, well, it's bullshit. You didn't win." Well, you know what? A team could sweep their way to the Stanley Cup final, and then they don't win in the final. You don't win, and no one gets upset about that. He didn't win in the final. You got to win in the final. Yeah,
1: they could win the President's Trophy and then yeah. get swept in the first round. Yeah, you mm, can hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can
0: hit so many dingers, <laughs> but you need to win the final. It's just kind of the way it goes. Yep. Uh, the week that was for the Jays. Anything else with the All Star game?
1: Nah. Let's not get into it. Well,
0: let's not get into the stupid fashion that the guys are wearing too. Marcus <laughs> Stroman's suit is ridiculous today.
1: He's probably gonna get traded. You think so? Yeah.
0: Are we gonna get into that a little bit here?
1: We can. We can talk about it. I mean, it's there's been some rumors that uh, the Twins and the Yankees have asked about a package involving both Stroman and Ken Giles. The Yankees don't need any more relief pitching. And if they got another reliever in that bullpen, she's just given the World Series. But the Twins do need somebody. The Jays don't want to package them because it's hard to maximize value when you package players they probably wouldn't get quite as much back especially if they traded two different teams if a team's offering them a good a good uh, package of prospects then maybe they'll say yeah whatever let's do it but the jays need to get some like top 5 pitching prospects out of a team's farm system somebody who's preferably like ready for triple a or in triple a like close to the majors um in return like, they need pitching
0: is Strowman a J in August, Patrick, do you think?
2: No. I. As much as like I've waffled back and forth on this issue, I just think it makes sense for us to maximize value. And the perfect trading partner for us right now is the Minnesota Twins. The Twins right now have five pitchers in their top ten. It's not likely that we are going to trade and get – uh, their their top two guys, which are Bruzdar, Greaterall, and Jordan Belazovic, but there are a pair of lefties ranked ninth and tenth in their system, Lewis Thorpe and Blaine Enlow. I would like to see both of them. Oh, sorry, Blaine is uh, righty. Um, there was who else was I thinking of? Anyway, I was actually looking at the prospect list earlier and. I was just looking around, thinking like if we could get a lefty or two out of them and kind of help re reestablish the uh, pitching coffers because we had Barucky come up and Sean Reed Foley hasn't exactly dazzled so far. It would be kind of great to see see us deal with the Twins where it's not the Yankees, so it's like it's still in the American League. We'll still see Stroman from time to time. Uh, on an opposing team but at least it won't be in the pinstripes because that would make me sick to my stomach
1: it be but a no i think strowman has gone
2: so will giles
1: strove has got one more year of team control he's probably going to new york after that's so. up
0: that's his home i yeah. would yeah he's probably going to the yankees probably not the mets i'd say the probably yankees are the more mets. of a fit than the mets the Mets yeah.
1: where people go to die
0: exactly um <laughs> two things from the week that was um jacob wazhapak Got his first career win, out Chris Sale. Did you like what you saw from him?
1: The old Jake. Yeah, I didn't mind. Yeah, I thought he looked decent. I mean, he throws hard enough. Um, that's that Aaron Loop trade paying dividends mm-hmm. right there. Thank you, Aaron Loop. Thanks, Aaron Loop. I'm not sure if he's even pitching in Philadelphia this year. Haven't mm-hmm. haven't looked him up lately. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's pitching depth that we've really needed. He's had some great starts in AAA, so hopefully he can – Provide like that long relief kind of swing man Obviously, Baraki is working his way back. He's probably gonna be back towards the end of the month, maybe first week of August. So at least we'll get a couple months out of Baraki this year. Jeez, that injury just really took longer than we thought. Everyone's yeah. like, he's gonna miss one start to start the season, and here we are. He's been four for, like, months all later. The year. Yeah, uh, hasn't I pitched?
0: I was really looking forward to seeing him too because it was like, hey, if this guy can prove it this year and be a piece, it'll be nice to have at least yeah. one pitcher good make news it is the rebuild. Like,
1: if he comes back and he's kind of comparable to how he was last year at least we won't burn some life True. on his arm he kind of saved him for a year of the rebuild that's
0: actually not <laughs> that bad of an idea I didn't think of it that, that way um we also took uh two games out of three from the other shipbirds, uh the orioles do you guys even like beating the orioles anymore like patrick do you, do you consider any series win over the orioles anything they're the orioles like
2: I mean, I like it when my team wins, and I don't like it when my team loses. But playing the Orioles, to me, is like, it's not interesting baseball because the Baltimore Orioles are are not an interesting ball club. I don't really care about them. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever. I'd rather, like, I would rather watch, if I was forced to watch the uh, shitty Jays team, play baseball i would rather them play a team like boston or the yankees where it actually kind of means something the orioles to me are just the they're the worst team in baseball and they always have been and they always will be secretly do
0: you get excited still when we beat the orioles justin
1: yeah it's a win like patrick said it's nice when the jays win i mean we we actually played kind of quite well against them i thought so yeah Good.
0: We good always stuff. play well against the Orioles. They're the Orioles. <laughs> uh, let's get to some grading, shall we? Some report That's cards. Good. It's halfway through the season, and the team, uh, spoiler alert, hasn't been great. So there might not be a lot of great grades in this list here, even from our good players. Uh, some okay ones, but a lot of bad ones here. So roast alert is on high alert here. That's Freddie good. Galvis, Justin, what are you giving him?
1: Uh, it's got to be B or a B plus. I mean, the guy's been everything and more he's been healthy um he's hitting home runs at a career pace he's on pace for like 25 28 home runs which is unbelievable out of a guy like galvis um he strike he strikes out a ton but i mean what can you expect he's a career like 240 hitter and he's hitting 270 right now so the regression is probably going to happen for him in the second half but i mean he's been a great leader on the team he's teaching guys how to play defense can't go wrong with that
2: patrick freddie galvis he gets a B from me. I really like the intangibles that he brings, um, his attitude off the field. He's been nothing short of a perfect mentor for young players like Guriel. And uh, even, wasn't it him who pointed out that Trent Thornton was tipping his pitches? Yes. Yes, so this guy has a knack for baseball. Um, I, I'd like to see him around for, for a while after this season. If he's not dealt at the deadline for value, he's definitely reached expectations when he was acquired. And um, even though he's cooled off in recent uh, weeks, I'm still I'm on board with what Justin was saying, where he's overachieving for the year and he's done everything that's been asked of him. So, I mean, it's a solid B. He deserves it.
0: I'm giving him an A minus. Usually I would give him a B, but his awesome dreads put him up a couple <laughs> extra points. Man, he's got some good dreads. He's got the perfect balance of like black and that brown. Oh, it's great. Great haircut, Freddie. Great haircuts. Uh, Randall Gritchuk, Patrick, what are you giving him?
2: Randall Gritchuk, a.k.a. Gritch Daddy, gets a C minus from me. Uh, he has not had a great <laughs> year Um, maybe we had very high expectations going into this year. I think we all were in agreement for the most part back in March or early April. We wanted him to be a 30-home run, 80-RBI kind of outfielder. He's got the power. He still has the power. It still exists, but good Lord, he strikes out way too much, like in an alarming rate. And he does this thing. I don't know what his problem is, but low-and-away pitches, he will swing at those. Very, very weakly, like a cat just kind of swatting at a fruit fly. And I came up with that analogy while my cat was swatting at a fruit fly earlier this week. He just, it I don't know how to explain it, but he's just got to get some more patience up at the plate because he's swinging at these low and away uh, off-speed pitches like he's going to magically connect with them. And, like, while he's up there, he should be thinking fastball or just take the pitch, man, just take the pitch.
1: Yes, C- for me as well Same thing Patrick just said Everything uh, I agree with everything
2: I'm going to give him a
0: D- Because of his tweet to Air Canada Because he was mad at Air Canada And he turned into one of those people Who wow. whenever something goes wrong on a flight Just loses his mind on Twitter uh, You got to expect sometimes Shit happens at the airport And Gritchick was like, I'm never flying Air Canada again Nah, Got to keep your cool on Twitter, bud Got to keep your cool on Twitter D- Rowdy Telez, Justin.
1: I mean, he's been kind of what we thought he would be. He's hitting home runs and striking out a lot. So, I mean, probably a C, C C-plus maybe. Um, Rookie guy, first full season in the bigs. He's playing decent enough defense for a a guy who's as large as he is. Um, I don't think he's a first baseman of the future for us could be a DH perhaps if he if he learns how to just mash home runs and he hits like 30 or 40 a year until that point I mean it's the good thing about those rebuilds is that we're probably going to see Rowdy again next year so Mm -hmm. he's gonna have another chance with with smoke being a a free agent whether he's traded or not he's probably not gonna be back because we'll give more time for young kids if especially if they want to try and work Billy McKinney in as a backup first baseman at some point Um, yeah I I think he's probably a C just right in the middle perfectly average
0: Patrick Rowdy Tellez
2: He gets a C from me, from May 23rd to June 17th, his batting average dropped about 42 points. Uh, And that sort of, that period kind of marked the low point to the entire season for the team. So maybe we shouldn't think about that too much. But I mean, he's been able to bring it up, uh, the batting average back up uh, to about 228 here in the last 16 games he's played, which is, to borrow a phrase from... Justin he's regressing to the mean am I using that right Justin sure are regressing to the mean. Wicked I learned something <laughs> from you um, At one point he actually led the Jays in home runs with 14. We were all like wow Is Rowdy gonna hit 30 home runs this year then he hasn't hit one in 11 games, so I'm hoping he has a stronger second half. He does have decent plate vision uh, he does have Uh, A decent OBP considering how woefully bad his batting average is, but I'm thinking that the second half for him is going to be much, much better, and he'll finish year around 240, and I wouldn't be surprised to see his OBP above 300, maybe some more walks, but definitely some more home runs.
0: He gets a B for me because he's one of the only exciting players on our team. Because our team is, as the kids would say, boring AF. Uh, and whenever a fat guy like Rowdy Tellez hits a homer, it's exciting. Big man <laughs> home runs are the best home runs. He gets a B for me. Uh, Justin Smoke. Let's go with Justin for Justin here.
1: B. Uh, that on base percentage at three he He's got some terrible batted ball luck so far this year. Much like Denny Jansen, his average is going to climb up. He's going to have more hits drop in. It's going to even out for him. He's going to end up hitting around 240, uh, 235, somewhere in that range. The on-base edge is going to stay above 350. It's Justin Smoke. He's got a great eye. He's got great patience. He's going to play decent enough defense for us. If he's not traded, he'll play it for somebody else. But I think he's going to regress towards the mean, as Patrick just said. Uh, he'll, he'll kind of get. He'll get his numbers are going to improve. Patrick,
0: Justin Smoke, what are you giving him?
1: I'm giving him a C- because
2: I'm really disappointed with the extra base productivity, or lack thereof. I'm really, really disappointed to see, when I looked at the numbers, I mean, the LVP is excellent, and that's normally something to get excited about. I'm just frustrated because I was shocked when I read it. He only had 21 extra base hits out of his 53 that he has so far this season that's not good enough for a cleanup hitter or the like designated power hitter in the lineup. That's really, really weak. And I started thinking, like, is he a victim of the shift, which we talked about a little bit last week, and uh, as well as bad luck? And, I mean, Justin kind of confirmed that with his comments a little bit with regards to, uh, was it batted balls in play?
1: Batting average on balls in it's play, yeah.
2: Batting... That's Babbitt, right? Sure is. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if, like, I started thinking, like, is his power gone? Does he have no power anymore? Or is it because of the shift? Is it because of bad luck? And maybe it's all of these things, but I'm hoping for a better second half from Smoke. Maybe we can deal him for some value.
0: He gets a D from me because any player that doesn't even try to hit the ball the other way when the shift is put on them, come on, man. Major League Baseball player, move those wrists. Get quick with those wrists and learn how to hit it the other way. If they're gonna hit the shift on you, like just bloop it over there, bunt. I don't know. Justin Smoke D. My grades are a joke anyway, so whatever. Uh, Brandon Jury, Patrick, what are you giving Brandon Jury?
2: He's getting a D minus from me. He's just he is that guy that we trot out there when someone needs a day off. At this point, he just doesn't he doesn't have the the bat. He's a triple A batter and uh i'm not really impressed with his eye the plate he just kind of he's supposed to be a replacement level player but he actually has negative uh f war value as a player right now even though it's negative 0.1 it's still negative negative. and i just he doesn't have future with the team he he's not going to be around for much longer
1: f
0: i'd say f as well <laughs> the only good thing about brandon injury- oh is that he reminds me of Chris Drury, one of the most underrated hockey players to ever play in the NHL. Chris Drury was the guy. Look up Chris Drury's stats on HockeyDB. He was so good. But, yeah, Brandon Drury gets an F. He's been 218 average, 267 on base. He's got 73 Ks. He's struck out 73 times and only walked 16. Like, he doesn't even hit for power. No. Drury, no. Uh, Eric Sogard, Justin.
1: Jesus. I mean, it's baffling me, but it's got to be an A. A for plus. Eric Sogard? Look at those numbers, man. Yeah. Even if it's not going to continue, the dude has an 8.42 OPS. If not for uh, Lourdes Gurriel just, just starting to tear the cover off the ball, Eric Sogard would have the highest OPS on our team. True. He's got 230 at bats, so you can't tell me it's like a small sample size. The dude has nine home runs. He's like, I think he has 11 career major league home runs before this season. Hmm. So like. <laughs> Something about this Toronto team, like, and lots of his home runs have been on the road too. So it's not like he's just hitting at Rogers Center. Um, but he's got he's stolen six bases. He plays great defense. He plays a little bit of third base uh, for us when Vladdy takes the day off. He gets to play second base. He hits the lead off. Gets on base three sixty four. Yeah, it's it's baffling that he didn't start the team with us uh start the year with us instead of uh, Richard Urania. Mm-hmm. Who, I'm not sure why that ever happened in the first place, but. Um, yeah Eric Sogard, I know why. Yeah, I know why but Eric Sogard's gonna maybe get some trade interest from teams that need middle infield depth uh, Milwaukee was one that was kind of rumored he was there I think in 2018 or 2017 maybe but yeah he, may, he might get a look for like a kind of a throwaway prospect kind of like a Jake Wagus pack that we got for Aaron Loop mm-hmm. last year
0: Patrick Eric Sogard are you giving him an A as well
2: He's getting an A-plus from me, and I think it'll probably be the only A-plus I dish out today. Um, Look, the guy's 33 years old. 33, which is old for a ball player. He's putting it all together. This is the sum product of everything that Eric Sogard has ever worked hard on trying to improve, all of it happening all at once. If it wasn't for the fact that he went two for 23 the week before we went to the All-Star break— He'd be hitting in the 310s. So, I mean, easy A+. He, If he had started the year with us, he might have even been an all-star. If he had put up the same slash line in about 150 more at-bats or something like that, he absolutely would be an all-star.
0: Vladdy Jr., um, A++ for me. Guy can do no wrong. I don't care about his 191 through his first couple games with his batting average. A++, Vladdy's the guy. Don't care about his stats. Don't even care about anything. I'm not even looking at his stats. A++ because he's Vladimir Grow Jr.
1: B+. How dare you? He's weathered the storm of people saying he's not good enough, all this nonsense. His defense leaves something to be desired, which we all knew it would, uh, but he's starting to walk more. Uh, he's got to be a little more selective. Hopefully this home run derby doesn't make him swing for the fences on every pitch. Hopefully it kind of really gives us some confidence. Like, hey, I just took on all these stars and I belong. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be a beast in the second half.
0: Patrick, Vladdy, better be an A. Nope.
2: Wow. It's going to be a B for me. Wow. I, I, oh, like, I agree completely with what you guys are saying as far as him being like having an excellent future. I mean, since his brutal first 13 games he was playing he slashed 264 forty four, sixty one, 61 which is incredible especially for a 20 year old rookie. I don't even think Mike Trout was 20 when he started playing in MLB. Didn't he debut when he was like 22
1: something like was, that? I think he was close to 20, 21 maybe.
2: Yeah, but I mean like they they both actually had very similar slash lines in this amount of time played. Yeah. If you go back and compare, you know uh, somebody I don't know if it was Sportsnet or uh, somebody on Twitter uh, posted the comparables, and they were pretty much identical. I th- I completely doubt that the All Star break is g- or, or the Home Run Derby is going to be the thing that f- that freaks up his his swing. I think that if anything, he'll go into the second half more, much more patient. Now that he's had chance to rub elbows with a lot of veterans, he's probably got a lot of questions, and I mean. He's probably learned a lot from his dad, but I I wouldn't even doubt for a second if his dad was like, look, this all-star thing is an opportunity for you to go rub elbows with some of these greats to talk to them and, you know, figure some things out. So I expect him to be A-plus the rest of the way.
0: Once he learns English, I'm going to tweet at him telling him that you guys did not give him an A after the home run derby where he hit 91 dingers.
1: How dare you? Home run derby doesn't count.
0: You know what? It does for us, because that's all we have this year. That's our Super Bowl for the Jays. <laughs> uh, T. Oscar Hernandez, can we just all assume that we're giving this guy an F Press around the board?
1: F to pay respects. Yeah,
0: and like, T. O- is anyone giving T. Oscar anything other than an F?
2: No, he nope. deserves an yeah. F, because he's just <sighs> he, there's a sigh for you. Uh, that's
1: two. He just can't seem
2: to hit above 220. Like, it's I don't know what's going on with him. He swings recklessly at the plate. He's not listening to what anybody is telling him uh, outside of the game. Since his return from his demotion, he's been hitting 225, which is better than what he was before, but he is a negative value player, and negative value players don't stick around. So Tioscar Hernandez needs to figure it out real quick, or he's going to end up, getting demoted, and Anthony Alford will be taking his starts in yes. the outfield.
1: Yes, please, subscribe.
2: It's yes. got
0: to be almost time for that. Subscribe. It's got to be almost time. <laughs> Even if Anthony Alford isn't ready, it's got to be better than Teoscar Hernandez. Like, roll the dice, can risk it, maybe Alford gets hot and you know gets some momentum going into next year, but Teoscar is not the answer. Uh, Danny Jansen is the answer, and Professor Anderson called that two weeks ago.
1: That was last week.
0: You were getting some love on Twitter for that as well. A lot of people were like, hey, here we go. And it was like giving us some street cred on the old Twitter machine. Here we go. Justin (laughs) Anderson. Nice. Uh, Danny Jansen, are you giving him an A maybe?
1: Uh, If I could grade him just on the the last month and a half, A+. But B overall, B+. Yeah, B+. For him, his defense has been like otherworldly this year like Mm -hmm. he's been very good he's leading the league in rookie defense of course and he's up there in in terms of major league as a whole too uh yeah his numbers have really started to regress to the mean once again i mean the guy's got i think six home runs in the last seven games or something like that going into the all-star break a couple of multi-homer games in there um he's mashing doubles striking out less than he was everything that i talked about last week in terms of stuff that would increase stuff that would decrease it, it it did um, and it has been, and hopefully he can really just keep rolling. Hopefully this break doesn't kill his momentum. Kind of the wrong time for a break when you got a guy swinging such a hot bat. But we'll see how it goes.
0: What about you, Patrick? Danny Jansen, is he getting a B or name?
2: I mean, we can't pretend that April and May didn't happen. So if you average it out, he was about a C minus student in April and May. Uh, but now he's an A plus student. Uh, his slash line since June first is two eight six three four one five nine five. That's a nine thirty six OPS, which is all star caliber. Um, considering how rough he had at the start of the year, this is like Danny Jansen. Like I think this is going to be normal Danny Jansen now. It might be a little bit hotter than what his average or mean is. But the fact that he has a 1.1 F4 just goes to show how valuable his defense is, or at least how much it's considered by fan graphs. This guy is every bit as good as what we believed him to be, and his 2.11 batting average is extremely deceptive. He had such a hard time. Remember Grichuk last year, how hard a time he had in April and May? Mm-hmm. And then he absolutely lit it up for the rest of the year. That's what's going to happen with Danny Jansen this year. He's our Randall Gritchuk this year. I'm
0: giving him an A because he ditched the batting gloves, and that looks hard. AF.
1: I love the no batting gloves.
0: Oh, I remember when I saw Moises Alou do it, yeah. watching Headline well, Sports when the Expos were on Headline Sports and he was rocking no gloves. And I found out that he peed on his hands instead of wearing batting gloves because apparently that makes your hands tougher on the sticky. bat. Yeah, it's kind of sticky and it makes well, him kind of tougher. and Guerrero Sr.
1: didn't wear batting gloves yeah, either. You he didn't piss on his hands. You got to be able to feel the wood.
0: Yeah, I remember Felipe Alou telling that story about uh, Moises Alou. And I was like, that is... That is some wild stuff, uh, Lord Escorial Jr. Justin,
1: a hmm. without a doubt. I mean, if we don't really consider his first eh, few games before he got demoted, I'm not even sure how many games he played, but in the in the 39 or 40, whatever it is since he's been back up, he's been among the best players in baseball. The dude has 16 home runs in 39 games. Him and his brother both have 69 or 16 home runs in that same span. Pretty crazy. he mm. has been mashing too. So something's going on with those Guriel bros. They must have been sharing some tips. Um but yeah, he's played great defense in left field. Every time the ball's hit to him, he looks better and better. He's got a bunch of outfield assists. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's got a shortstop's arm playing left field. Um, shortstop's usually have the best arm on the on the team. Um but yeah, I've I've been nothing but impressed with Guriel. The only thing he could do better is is strike out a little less, but I mean his his on base percentage is still high, three fifty five compared to what we all kind of thought it would be. I thought it'd be a little bit closer to three thirty based on his three hundred average. But I'm I'm loving Guriel in left field. Hopefully he's gonna be the future left fielder.
2: Patrick, I'm
0: just gonna assume you're giving him an A.
2: Absolutely. I mean Justin said everything that needs to be said. He's among the highest in MLB and WRC plus in baseball during the time that he is Uh, played since his recall so in those 39 games uh it goes something like uh maybe mike trout and then guriel or guriel might be slightly ahead of him i'm not 100 percent sure the last time i checked um those are two that's a player you want to be compared to in terms of like value i know like guriel i predicted that guriel would be an all-star this year i did not Anticipate the fact that he would have such a difficult time playing shortstop So I was definitely wrong about that But I'm not wrong at all about his hitting and I think the best is yet to come for this guy both him and his brother these Secret superstars that just arrived just a tad late when it came to their careers especially uh, Yuli because Yuli's like in his mid-30s, isn't he?
1: Sure sure.
2: (laughs) Sorry Uh, He was in his like, er he's in his like early to mid thirties while uh, he is 35. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just such a shame. We didn't see these guys sooner because they're just such tremendous ball players.
0: He's getting a B minus for me because if we keep pumping his tires like this, his head's going to get too big. Someone's got to humble our young guys. Jeez. Uh, Billy McKinney again. Are we just all going to give him an F? I don't even know why Billy McKinney's on here. Yeah, man.
1: He had 100 at-bats. That was our criteria. Uh,
0: I guess so, but were those really (laughs) at-bats? It was Billy McKinney. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, he's gone. See ya.
0: Billy McKinney, round the horn, F. F. Round the horn, F. F. All right, uh, Kavon Biggio. Is 38 games too few to give him a grade?
1: Based on our criteria of having 100 at-bats, he's got 125. Mm -hmm. If we're grading him, I mean, he's got to get a high grade, right? I think so. Because of how the, of the walks he's taken. Yeah. He's batting 232, but he he did start kind of slow. Um I think Patrick has here since his 14th game he's hitting 274 with a 380 on base percentage, which if Kevin Biggio hits anywhere close to that for his career, 274 380, that's that's Hall of Fame career right there. Yeah. Um considering he has power too and a little bit of speed. He's a utility fielder. He plays second base, he can play third base, he can play right field, he can play first base. I mean B. I'll give him a B. Same grade I gave Vladi B, B plus. Again, I still Some can't believe there. he
0: gave Vladdy a B. I'm letting him know, man. I'm letting him know. Sure. Um, Tweet
1: it or Instagram him. He doesn't have Twitter.
0: He will have Twitter. <clears throat> he will be now that he's a star. He will have Twitter. <laughs> And I will hit him up on Twitter, man. I got eighteen thousand followers. I'm mean, eighteen hundred followers. 1800. A huge deal. Yeah, eighteen thousand followers. BFMD <laughs> accounts about yeah, sixteen hundred. We're know. catching up. That was a joke, by the way. Obviously, I don't think I'm a big deal because I've eighteen thousand followers <laughs> or eighteen hundred followers on Twitter. I hate people that are like that. You know how many followers I have? No one
1: cares. How many of them are bots? No
0: one cares. <laughs> um, bots. Patrick Biggio, what are you giving him?
2: Um I wasn't sure whether or not we would consider this to be enough at-bats to, to give him a grade, but I'm on board with what Justin was saying. One thing that really impresses me about Kavan Biggio is just how effective he is when it comes to taking pitches. He has, he has the Biggio eye. It's so weird. It's like last year he was – Eh, he he wasn't terrible but he was really starting to discover his own power it was almost like he he started to get regular coaching sessions from his dad or something i don't know what it is but whatever he's tapped into he has such an incredible set of eyes uh that he's gonna be a star and can you imagine an outfield that has uh, guriel and biggio in it in the future that's that. I like that idea, and then we can figure out our middle infield because we've got, you know, 250 billion shortstops in our system. Uh,
1: just uh, and- some some news coming out of the All Star game. Marcus Stroman has been quoted. He was asked on his about his future at the Blue Jays. Uh, he says they haven't had me in their plans for the future, and I've come to terms with it. That's why he wouldn't sign a long a long term deal with them. So he's he's gonna get traded after that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> he go.
0: You can't just say that, man. Nope. Just do the typical athlete answer. I know athletes are sick and tired of doing that now, but you can't just be—you can't just be going off on the team that pays you
1: yeah. in the
0: media, especially at the All-Star game too. Like it's just kind of a bad. So uh,
1: yeah, we've got 22 days counting today until trade deadline. Um, the three weeks left of Marcus Stroman. Cheers.
0: Hmm. So. That's an end of an era. Yeah, he's been like again. I remember when we drafted him, and it was like, wow, we got this kid out of Duke. This he can get late the, the tattoo
1: removed off his chest. Oh yeah,
0: he does have that tattoo. I forgot about that. Do you think he's gonna wear six wherever he goes now? Yeah, I don't know. What was his old number again? Can't remember. Twenty-five or something?
1: Perhaps. I can't remember. It's been so long. Maybe he
0: goes back. I hope he doesn't wear six anywhere else. I loved it when he changed his number to six. That was a power move. Uh, by the way, for grades, last but certainly least, Luke Mealy. F minus. F <laughs> minus. Around the horn. Around the horn for a third time. F minus. What's lower than an F G K. K.
1: G. K's lower. <laughs> I win. Z. <Zed.
0: laughs> <laughs> oh Z you would break out the Z <laughs> Good one. Um yeah, F minus. I can't believe we're ending grades on Luke Melee. <laughs> We that's should've...
1: why I want, I want to Strowman to that Strowman song. I, I, that's I thought we kind of just forget about Luke Mealy if I brought that up, but we didn't.
0: We can't forget about Luke no. Mealy. He had 101 at-bats. Technically, <laughs> fits the criteria. the criteria. We can't just leave anyone off. Uh, no. I think that's it. That's all for uh, this episode of Bathless Maple Dips, unless we missed anything. No. No.
1: Mike Trout. There we go.
0: There we go. Thank yeah, you. we kept our Mike Trout reference alive. We already had one with his age. There. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Mike two Trout. Mike Trout references, whatever. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, give us your feedback, your questions, um, your inquiries, whatever. Again, we'll miss you, Sailor Dan. This episode was for you, bud. Um, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Tune in in Stitcher, too. Um, thanks. Tell your friends. If you do, we'll, we'll like you. We'll, we'll give you something. I don't know. We don't have any merch or anything like that, so we should get some merch. Mugs. Yeah. Mugs. Mugs, water bottles, hats, do-rags. Do-rags. BFMD do regs.
1: Doing to Marcus Stroman.
0: Yeah, exactly, because we're so hood. Uh, extra music today. Patrick, uh, you have the floor here. Who are these guys?
2: So um, last week I talked a little bit about the – Uh, local music community here in Halifax and how there are some that are uh, that are indigenous that are finding their voice and that are starting to gain some traction so uh, I talked to my buddy um, who released an EP just last week Uh, he goes by Wolf Castle he's a hip-hop artist here in Halifax Uh, really really cool dude and uh, I asked him if he wanted to pick uh, a track from his new album uh, which is an EP. I think the whole set is called the Da Vinci Chronicles, which is kind of a, a interesting <laughs> name. But uh, you should check out his EP. It's on Spotify. But uh, this week, the outro is Wolf Castle Coming My Way, featuring Harms. So-
3: This pain gone, yeah. dripping is a bottle of the maestro, hang yeah. on, don't stay long, I've been trying to cop a little pay flow, currency in love and peso, so it's gonna be the best rapper in the game, wasted on these dreams though, you wanna leave, just say so, long time long life, short span's not right.